Alright, yo, yo, what's up, industry players? What's up? It's Nguli Timbani from Top Trader South Africa, and we bring you guys another installment of Industry Chats Podcast. And I'm sitting here with my amazing co host, MJ Givens Khasi. Oh, oh. So MJ has a thing now. He does not want to go with his full name on some episodes. Some episodes is MJ Givens, or some em- episodes is MJ Khasi. <laughs> but like now, I'm surprised. Narina sitting here, and he's just like, nah, I'm gonna give it my all. Actually. <laughs> yeah, no, and guys, we have uh, obviously not a stranger. Obviously, uh, I've brought back Nareen. Uh, I feel like today is a special podcast because Nareen is leaving South Africa uh, to Dubai. Mm. Habibi, come to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, levels, eh? And all thanks to Forex. Yeah, legit, yeah, legit. Like, yeah. All thanks to Forex, and we can say that. Choose right? the line, Danku Forex. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, so I was like, I know we've had Nareen here a couple times. Maybe some people be like, ah, guys, why are you bring her back? Yeah, again? this yeah. one again. It's a fair one. It's a fair one episode. Fair one episode. The cage is there. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It'll never be the last. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to Dubai. I was going to shoot there, Dubai. I mean, you guys are always welcome. Uh, you okay. know, Picasa, <laughs> Sukasa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, Narina's back here again. Obviously, the I think the, the we we shot last time. Uh, we spoke about uh, being an IB actually, and like okay, because Narina's uh, built her career around that essentially being an ib and like you said last time we dropped so many gems you know yeah we did we need to come back more and drop even more gems and whatnot and help the people grow yeah and you guys make money because essentially and you know how i I don't know if it's wrong you'll correct me if i'm wrong (laughs) how i'm basically telling people now is like no guys uh we are we are working on something that's going to teach you how to make money without ever placing a trade through forex is it wrong to say that? no it's not wrong to say that i mean Let's be honest, even people that are out here placing trades, it's not actual trades. <laughs> I mean, they're still making bag out of it. So, yeah. I mean, we might as well conceptualize the idea and actually open it up to the public and inform the people on how they can actually make bag without placing a trade and getting involved in the whole I'm a Forex trader kind of yeah. perception. Yeah. So I think it's a good way to navigate around that as well. And the way that you mentioned it is quite you know, significant as well. <laughs> Yeah, and actually something very exciting that we actually bringing to... I need a camera, guys. I need a camera, guys, because this one's a, it's an announcement. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, we're actually doing a masterclass with Nareen, uh, and we're going to break down the whole IB thing, guys, like down to the very T, guys. And we're going to teach you guys the tips and tricks and all that on how to actually make money without placing a trade, without being called, without calling yourself a forex trader, and actually making a very healthy income. Like, uh, there's guys who make more than doctors, <laughs> there's guys who make more than lawyers. So, we're going to be dropping a masterclass in the next coming weeks, and I'm, I'm so excited for that. And obviously, Nareen is the one who's going to be. Uh, providing all that educational content based off of her career. So I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just saying that my top trainer is saying, Biggest hype man, yeah. <laughs> I'm just essentially just saying is that like, you know, we are do we're giving you guys some free content essentially. Mm. Like it's all gonna be free. Yeah. Uh, no one's charging anyone. Like we actually wanna teach people because MJ, IPs are making man. Yo more than the president <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and... these are making so much money. Yo. Well, if you can, and... 
the resources are there why not yes yes so i think that's essentially what we're trying to do for the yeah. people is that in as much as this uh industry chat is there we providing information but we were just like people actually need a step by step guide the processes yeah, behind, whole, yeah. behind yeah. it so i think yo i'm excited for that i'm excited for y'all let's make money let's make money guys <laughs> and i think education's the the first way to that because far too often you find in this industry that there's so much of emphasis placed on how to become a trader or how to go about placing a trade but nobody speaks about the other avenues of income that can come from this industry i mean fintech is so big with yeah, the biggest true. market in the world. So why are we just restricting ourselves to saying, oh, I'm just going to learn how to trade and, and restrict myself to just being a trader? Mm. Why not look at all the other avenues that trading, I mean, well, though the market or fintech has to offer and then try and capitalize off those other segments as well. Mm. So I think by creating this exposure, by also educating people thoroughly on the steps to follow, how to utilize, you know, certain um, social media platforms, so many people and um, this also goes for the influencers you guys have big followings and i know some people utilize it when it comes to advertising or whatever the case might be but creating something as simple as a poster on your um instagram and let's just say you have a following of even two thousand people even if you get five signups from there that's still money that you never had before mm. so by utilizing your social media, utilizing field marketing, you engaging with people on a constant basis. And if you're putting them onto something that could, you know, empower their lives and help them change their lives or better their lives in some way, you know, they're making bag, you're making bag. At the end of the day, it just becomes a ripple effect in how to, you know, accumulate your income and how to have multiple streams of income. Because at the end of the day, nobody gets rich off one stream of income. Yeah, you know? sure. So I think that's the, the biggest thing that we want to try and do to try and help people empower them. And I think that's just my way of paying it forward to yeah. the people of South Africa and saying, look, this is how I started. This is where I've been, the steps that I've been through, how I've grown my network, grown my book. And if you follow these steps, I'm not guaranteeing success, but yeah. it's worth a try at the end of the day. It doesn't take any money from your pocket. Sure. And all you need is time and effort. And I'm sure if you can invest that can make something out of yourself. Mm. Ah, going with the times, eh? Yeah. Going with the times. I think we need to also get away with, um, or do away rather with this uh, traditional marketing uh, <laughs> skills. Because yeah. I'm thinking about it, that by the time I was studying marketing, uh, my degree in marketing, I was like, I think I wasted money. Uh, no offense to my parents, by the way. <laughs> Um, because there's this thing of sitting at the robots and, and, and giving away flyers, it doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't yeah. work anymore. Mm. I mean, mm. people make money by just having a following. You're just sitting there and you get a call, advertise this. And all you do, take yourself, you guys, from now on, I'm using this shampoo. And we all know you, you use sunlight. <laughs> but that's another topic for another day. You know, just by doing that, money's in your bank account. Yeah. So I think we, we really need to learn. I'm excited about this. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a true masterclass. Our, free, our very first ever masterclass is Top Trader SA. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but like, uh, how's everyone doing? Yes, I didn't even ask her. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm so excited. Yo, I've got favorites in the industry. Man. Yeah, sure. I, I think it's two favorites, and my other favorites. If she's watching, she's also my other favorite. So yeah, one day you guys must just be my favorite. You understand? Favorite meet favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but like, uh, how's everyone doing? We're 
doing okay, man. Like uh, we we did with the previous uh, thingy. I don't have to say a lot. But yeah, guys, we're on podcast and chill with Meg G. But I mean, yeah, I think that's 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 one of the things that made me excited about this week. Yeah, um, just to see our channel grow, our industry growing as well, to be recognized as contribu- contributors into this industry. You yeah, know, um, yeah, yeah. So I think we blessed, man. Yeah, and mm. it's only God that deserves all the praise. But uh, let's keep pushing. It comes with work. Yeah. Mm. Remember, you can never ever get a breakthrough while you're sitting on the bed and thinking that the miracle will come through your door. It's work. Simple. And yeah, how about you, Narina? Um, how has how have you been? So I've been good. It's just a bit of hectic at the moment because the relocation is taking place. So mm. trying to gather up all my stuff in South Africa. Um, I, I just signed on as one of a team leads at a new brokerage. So I'm setting up shop here in South Africa before I leave. So okay. hiring people, you know, trying to make sure operations are smooth. Mm-hmm. Our licensing is gone through, you know, trying to make sure that everything is good on the compliance end because, you know, when working with brokerages, compliance is the most essential thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, making sure that everything is up to date with our licensing, assisting with that. Um, I think it's also... Now I'm starting to get a bit nervous with the whole move, you know, thinking about leaving my family behind, going to a whole new country. Um, and I mean, a country where there's un- unlimited opportunities. Mm. I think it's excitement, but it's also nerves. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a mixture of emotion, but I can say it's... It's good emotion, and I feel very fortunate, very blessed, yeah. uh, you know, to have come this far sure. um, as well. And um, uh, uh, talking about coming far, like I just want to say, I've been on this podcast many times, and just seeing how it's grown over the years. Yeah. I mean, from the first time I, yeah. I had my first interview to where we are now, like, it's phenomenal. And I give props to you guys for doing what you do. And also, you know, shedding light on the industry, not just making it a one-sided affair where it's only about what traders put out there, but also having inside scoops from traders, from Mm. people that are quiet in the market, but are still killing the market. I think what you guys are doing for the industry is also phenomenal. So I have mad respect for this podcast and and to you guys for what you do. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. Did I I hear uh, correctly, rather? Um, Quiet in the market, but kid in the market. Yeah, I mean, it's it's (laughs) just... To open a new uh, uh, forex education school and uh, quiet but killing. I mean, let's be honest. It's the ones that you you never hear about that are actually the ones making the biggest bag at the end of the day. I mean, they say, you know, paper doesn't make noise, but coin does. Mm. So... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. We are getting deep now. We are getting deep. (laughs) We are getting deep. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Are you aware that you... you, And how true is this, guys? I like making research, but this one, I'll be honest with you. I haven't gone as far as making a thorough research, but we've got we've got Bishop here. We've got Bishop here. Maybe you can verify this. Dubai, you don't pay tax. Yes, there's zero income tax in Dubai. So whatever you earn goes straight to your pocket. Mm. Uh, they have introduced corporate tax, uh, but it's only nine percent corporate tax sure, anyway, yeah. and that's only if you surpass. I think it's about three hundred seventy-five thousand dirhams yeah. uh, in profit yearly, mm. but. Still, I would rather pay nine th- 9% tax in Dubai than pay 42% here in South Africa, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but personal income tax, yeah, there's... 
Dubai is tax-free. Mm. Yeah, so it's provisional either way. It's even pro- on a corporate level. Even on a corporate level, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to say what I think. Like, now I think I need to go to Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> you are late. I'm already there. I'm, I'm visualizing it. I'm already there because. Yeah. And guys, I know you've been wanting to ask to talk about taxation in forex trading and mm. whatnot. Uh, guys, we're trying to get somebody from SARS as well as uh, the FSEA yes. to educate you about taxation in trading because we can only give you much, you know. But people that are coming from that environment can actually can advise you, yeah, advise yeah. you on, on how to tackle this whole thing. Because guys, believe you me, if you're making money via the market, I'm telling you, you still you have to pay f- tax. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to find yourself in, in other people's podcast crying. <laughs> hey, that felt like some serious shit. <laughs> no, but, but it's fine. And I think that whole concept is so important because far too often people just think, oh, because it's not coming from a corporation, then mm. that means that it's no longer taxable. But any form of income that's coming in. If it's in your personal capacity, you need to declare the tax in your personal capacity. Yeah, and Because um, in the long run, when it catches up to you, aye, it's not going to be nice. It's not going to be so soft then. So, yeah. Um, so I think it's very crucial that, you know, there's other points that you yeah. guys are tackling, like the tax. Yeah, and sure. um, even when it comes to looking at traders functioning as corporations, even mm. as a corporate, you need to declare your tax at the end of the day. Or just file your returns, guys. You know, e-filing will help you in some sort of way. Yeah. Sure. Um, in that regard, but it is crucial that you declare your income because um, that's why the industry right now is being cracked down on so hard because it's the FSEA and the Reserve Bank and SARS, they're all coming to this understanding that none of them want to pay tax. Yeah, sure. And uh, when it comes down to this, that's why it's like uh, these people, they're just withdrawing and then you see stacks of cash. And yeah, sure. Guys, don't do that. You're just putting targets on yourself by doing these things. And I, I know I know for some of the people it's it's a marketing strategy, but you're gonna market to to get people to pay you and then that money's still gonna go back to the government. So yeah. make your bag but do it in a correct way to mm. ensure that it's sustainable. Yeah, you know sure, sure. quick money doesn't last. I think mm. if there's anything that I've learned yeah. the hard way in the industry is that you know, quick money doesn't last and it's all about sustainability at the end of the day. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we really need to preach in this industry about sustainability because you see people on the come up all the time and then because everything moves so fast paced, nobody wants to actually stop and do things the right way. Yeah, sure, they just want to keep sure. going, keep going and then they, they end up crashing at the end of the day. Yeah. So it's, it's all about, you know, going into those details of how to do things correctly, to do mm. things that are compliant. And I always come back to that because I've learned the hard way in the past couple of years that compliance is so, so crucial in this industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything mm-hmm. finance related, yeah, there needs to be compliance. Mm. So following the rules, guys, I know it might seem like, ah, you know, why should we, why should we do mm. this? The, the money's just going back into the government's pocket. And I understand that, fair enough. You know, everybody has that chat when it comes to tax. Why must we pay tax to feed the government? Um, but it's either that or you get locked up. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather choose to pay. Because yeah. I think you know why I'm, I'm mentioning this. Because um, some people, they trade on a personal level. And they're thinking, I don't own a business, mm. so I don't need to pay tax. Mm. And I'm using an offer. You know, a lot of people like saying, I'm using an offshore account, so I don't need to pay tax. Either way, whether you're using an offshore broker or it doesn't matter, money will still get into your mm. bank account. And that's what SARS want. And you know one thing about SARS, they're too, they're too slow to attack. <laughs> It's like they, they want you to build up 
when you're at your peak, that's when they say, now we've got all the data we wanted. Our yeah. archives is, is full. Yeah. Then that's where they go for you. As well as if you are running a, 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 an education <coughs> business. That's now on a corporate level. Once you reach a, a certain threshold, then they're like, okay, fine. Now you fall within this. You need to pay this much. Whether it's CIT tax or uh, an, an, uh, a provisional tax. And, and now for me, I feel like it's better just to pay maybe twice a, a year provisionally. Mm. And you're done. Mm. And move on, you know. And if you have an educational business as well, they're coming for you and telling you, uh, rather pay your, your, your corporate uh, income tax and just do away with it. And then there are ways to avoid, but we'll yeah. talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. please, please let's not speak about avoidance than Indian on the show because, you know, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's just asking for problems now. Like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not going into that chat. I'm going into that chat. <laughs> yeah, so, yo, uh, Dubai, right? Dubai. You, you know, I, this is such a big move for you. Uh, especially uh, on, a, on a personal level and also on a business level as well because like essentially I think I, I'm very interested to know like how you got to this point right now because hey Nareen obviously we've, <laughs> we've had chops we've spoken we, I know hey you were at uh, wherever you are in school where you schooled you grew up you did this you've been pushing IB uh, master affiliation master IB and all that but like now how do you actually get to a point of now going to Dubai Okay, so I'm going to summarize the entire journey in, in a bit of a nutshell. So started off retail trading, you know, just learning, doing my own thing, failing dismally, might I add. Um, and then I got into the whole, you know, IB segment, affiliation segment, and I started to learn a lot more in, in, in that space. And from there, I learned the value of networking. And I think that's where I'm going to put my emphasis on. This industry or any industry in the world, it, it, the, 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 the driving factor behind any industry or success in any industry is what? Networking. Yeah. So from there, as just being an IB, I managed to move on to a master IB level or a master affiliation level. I grew my book so, um, I would say, vigorously and, and, and to a large extent to the point where brokerages that I was a master IB for started to offer me internal positions. So that's how I actually started. I, I started as an affiliate manager at a global broker. Um, they were like, your book, it's actually worth more than our affiliate managers. So yeah. we'd like to bring you on board internally. I started working internally because mind you, a couple of years ago, I, I thought I would never work corporate. I was like, me, corporate? Uh, not, not sure, unsure, but... Um, the way in which business is conducted, you know, yeah. they give you that flexibility. Yeah. From there, um, I was approached by ample other bu businesses and brokerages that wanted to expand. I got positions as, you know, um, head of certain departments. Then I was running another uh, team here in South Africa for another international brokerage. And then I got approached by a broker in Dubai. So when I got approached by a broker in Dubai, it was someone that I connected with when I went uh, in March for the Affiliate World Conference. And they were like, look, we love what you do. You are great at what you do. And the fact that you sell yourself as a service to, to make it so appealing to people to work with you, mm. we want to have you on board to head our partnerships division. So that's how the whole idea came about. And then I was going with that offer. The day that I signed 
that offer, I had a counter offer come in from mm-hmm. another company that wanted me to be based in South Africa. But um, at that point, I'd already made up my mind, look, I want to move to Dubai. There's nothing left in South Africa for us. Because at the same time, you need to also consider what the industry is like in South Africa. It's mm. very tarnished at this point. Um, we don't have a very great reputation. We constantly have the FSCA cracking down on, on brokerages. And um, I felt as though, you know, there's, there's little to no room for growth. So I had already made my mind up told this company, listen, I don't want to take this offer. They were like, okay, let's hire you from our Dubai branch. And I was like, okay, I'm sold. So I already signed one offer. And then I had to go back to them and be like, listen, I got a counter offer. This offer is better. It gives me flexibility to travel back and forth to to South Africa and Dubai. Something that works better for me because of my family. You know, my family is still on this side. I I would like to see them more often. Mm. Uh, I'd be managing a team on the side as well. So it gave me more flexibility. But it all stemmed from me learning the roots of how to network, how to get IBs on board, how to get affiliates on board. Um, how to direct traffic, how to network with people, how to actually go now into institutionalized trading, which I think far too often people just know this much yeah. when the industry has this much. Mm. Now we're going into, you know, corporates. We're now taking the alternate investment routes when it comes to corporates. We're dealing with institutional business. We're dealing with like uh, tier two brokerages that we're now getting liquidity for. You know, it's not just on a small scale anymore we're now looking at the big dogs (laughs) we're looking at oil money now and um i think that's very very exciting for me um to be exposed to that kind of level Uh, i was telling mobile the other day you know here in south africa we would work so hard to get a ten thousand dollar deposit for instance coming in from a client but in dubai that's their average deposit Okay. You know, it's 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 like here probably for that ten thousand dollars in deposits that are coming in, we'd have to get maybe fifty people to deposit to get that uh, you know overall. Does it? Yeah, I mean, what's the average deposit here in South Africa? It's about five hundred bucks. Yeah, I get it. They don't have to buy solar panels <laughs> in Dubai. They don't have to buy solar panels. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, I mean, like you, you're looking at the market, and you yeah. would say, you know, that's the amount of people that would need to come into a, amount to that particular net. Or if it's one client that you're focusing on for that particular amount, you'd have to work so much harder to get that client in because of the, you know, the, the economy, the disposable income that people have on hand. Yeah. Whereas in the Middle East, ten thousand dollars for them is an average deposit. Mm. And, you know, it, it just opens your mind up to so much more that the world has to offer. And it's not just also about the money, but it's also about the way that they do business as well. Sure. Here, everybody wants to make quick money, but people on that end, they know the whole concept of slow and steady wins the race. It's not about turning money overnight, but it's about investing in something that's actually going to, you know, uh, yield decent returns on a monthly basis, but it's stable. We're not risking all of the funds. Mm. But here, I think we're so, because of the economy and because of where things are going, people are so adamant on just making quick money that they don't look at longevity. Sure. And and I think that's the direction that I wanted to head more towards with, with making this move, going to a place where 
the their way of business is more in line with the way in which I would like to do things. You know, um, having a a client working with you for a long pe- five years rather than signing up a client and then tomorrow they're like, ah, no, ex broker is better. I'm going here, yeah, and then yeah. you're busy running around trying to approve withdrawals for five hundred bucks, and it, it, it's. I told him the same thing the other day. The amount of time that you spend and that you invest into making sure the client relations are sustainable here, you can take that same effort and put it somewhere else and yield a much better return or you know see better business dealings. And mm. um, so that's the reason for the move. I hope that it is fruitful. Yeah. Um, it is a lot of pressure because you know companies hiring people so young and uh, I think it makes me nervous because that's the pressure that comes about it from from the entire brokerage space I'm one of the youngest people in senior management and you know that that has so much of pressure at the end of the day because I, I know they say you don't ask a woman her age but inspire the girls <laughs> out there inspire the females out there okay so I'm 24, uh, you know, yeah. like, uh, I'm still very, still very old. young. <laughs> so old now. Yeah, like, yeah. it's still very, very young. Um, and mind you, you know, another thing that also makes me a bit insecure, I'm doing all of this without a degree. Mm, I don't wow. have that piece of paper to back me. And yeah. what is the prerequisite to any financial institute? Must have a degree and five years working experience. Yeah. I mean, so you know having that expectation already there and you already coming from a place that puts you at a slight disadvantage by not having that paper you have so much more to prove to people yeah to say you know at the end of the day my success is not detrimental to a piece of paper yeah it's about how i work it's about my work ethic the drive that i have it's the hunger that they see in you so Mm. it puts that uh pressure the pressure is getting worse (laughs) but um i think Pressure is what fuels me at the end of the day um, because I grew up, you know, in an environment where we were always told that women are not supposed to be in places of dominance. You know, I I mean, when I walk into a boardroom, mind you, I'm walking into that boardroom with a men with with a office room full of men. And I'm like one of the only women there. And already that in itself is a lot. And and you're meant to like prove yourself to them. Um, Unfortunately, but um, yeah, so I, I think I'm scared, yeah. uh, a bit scared in that regard. But um, you know, we have to we have to just hope for the best, work hard, grind every single day, guys. Yeah. I kid you not. This is it's not just something where you're gonna wake up one day and just be good at it. It's yeah. hours and hours that you invest into you know molding yourself, educating yourself. Although I don't have a degree, but I've spent. 18 hours a day at some point in my life, every single day, either working on the charts, reading up about something about fintech, mm. seeing how people can, you know, utilize their social media platforms, utilize this, however, to do some sort of business. Yeah. So education, I cannot stress it enough. It is so important. And it doesn't mean that you need to go and register to do a course. It just means you have the internet at your fingertips, you know, just buy a little bit of data if you don't have Wi-Fi and read, mm. educate yourself. And that will be your breakthrough in life. The education that you feed yourself and how you actually take that and utilize it at the end of the day, how you enforce it and how you execute it is actually what matters. So, yeah, as a 24-year-old, <laughs> it's very, very scary. Um, 
but in in the same breath it's very exciting because yeah. you 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 then foresee yourself growing and expanding you know everybody's goal is to retire by the time they maybe they 30 35 and um yeah? <laughs> the retirement age has gone down yeah i mean like I don't, what, what are we still doing here <laughs> now i feel bad look look i mean the, the, okay let me let me say plus now i have a nine to five <laughs> I, I just got my nine to five at at at, at the at the mid of that age that yeah. you just mentioned now and i'm like mj what have you been doing with your life but on, on a nutshell, I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. Um, and, and I gotta say this, as much as we say, you know, the, the new generation, the young generation, they're into yeah. technology, social media, drugs. And let's look at the positive side of things. I mean, at, 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 when I was 24, the only thing we could think of is a proper CV. Mm. Yeah. Join Pnet, join yeah. this, Indeed. you know. We, we, yeah, Indeed we, 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 I'm, sure, I'm sure people my age, your, your email is flattered with Indeed.com. Yeah. Drop yeah. inbox back. Yeah. Opportunity and all that. But yeah. the new generation, man, they're pushing their own thing. Mm. And they're taking advantage of the technological space. Yeah. And they're making money out of it. So, yeah, shout out. And, um, yeah, I'm very proud, man. I'm very proud. Mm. A 24-year-old in the boardroom in Dubai. Hey, <laughs> By that time, when I was 24... Uh, let me not say much because <laughs> I don't want to discourage myself. Yeah. Okay, my question is uh, MJ actually yeah. just mentioned the CV thing. Have you ever had to submit a CV? Yeah, yeah, I had. So, was it, so, I, I was it a request of a CV? Yeah, it was a request because prior to that, I didn't know. My CV was a CV that we made in matric, you know, all matriculants, uh, part of LO, you have to draft that CV. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, like life orientation, yeah. man, they teach you. Must. So the only CV that I had until maybe two years ago was my life orientation CV from grade 12 which was in 2016. Yeah. So it was that one on Word where you still have to have your marital status, <laughs> driving yeah. license code, what, what, you know. Um, but then based upon request, once you, you enter into the brokerage space, everything is done very professionally yes. with HR. So they request your, your CV. And I kid you not, I had this issue the other day. Well, it wasn't really an issue. It was just... Um, a mention in passing. So the HR lady from the company that I'm currently at, uh, she sends me a message and she's like, okay, so we're working on your visa right now. Can you please send me uh, uh, your degree certification as well as your transcript along with your CV? So I sent my CV and I'm like, the rest that you're requesting, I do not have. And this CV was made upon request. <laughs> and I'm sure in her head, she was probably like, what do you mean? Like, um, so, you know, uh, the, the crucialness of actually having a CV and it is quite significant. I mean, no matter what you do, whether you're just an IB, whether you're just a trader, whether you're someone who just doesn't even have a job, have a CV on hand, guys. Mm. You might never know what position might be available for you. And at the end of the day, I find that companies these days, especially international companies, they look for your skill more than they look for your qualification. Mm. Okay. And, and okay. I think that's... I loved the direction that that's moving into because they're hiring people who are fit for the job and not what your paper says that you're good you're good yeah. at. And I think that's so crucial because we find in corporates this happening a lot where people have the qualification but they don't know how to do their job. True, true. And I mean, I've even witnessed it firsthand having worked with people that on paper they look perfect for the job description but they cannot deliver versus mm. the person that I just see skill in. 
I've seen them produce a lot more than a person yeah, who, yeah, who's good yeah. on paper. So just have it as a backup to say, okay, this is what I can do. But mm. whenever you step foot into an interview or anything of that sort, it needs to be covering the basis of what can you offer or yeah. how will you develop this brand? Mm. And that's what actually sells corporations at this point. And, and something that I can say from experience, you know. Sure. The skill, the skill that comes with it. Yeah. You know, one thing I have about how we see Africans is the the issue of language. Okay. A lot of Africans, if you cannot speak proper English, you are classified as you don't know anything. Yeah. Mm. And by the time you have a proper skill, yeah. People, there are a lot of people that have so much engineering skills, but they cannot speak English. Mm. Or they like go with their hands or something of that yeah, sort. Yeah, but, you know, but yeah. But when you when you get a Chinese or a Russian, they don't know English, but mm. they've got the skill. Mm. And companies are willing to hire them. And and you you will not find a Chinese looking down on another Chinese because they cannot speak English. But the thing we, we have back home here is that when somebody cannot speak English, we, we tend to forget about the skill and focus on the communication part, mm. which under other countries are not about that. As long as you provide skills, that's why a lot of people are looking for, for people this side. Mm. International yes. companies, yes. the people that are looking for to solve the load sharing issue with ESCOM, they're not here. They're most probably working for power stations that side. Yeah. Whether you want English here, <laughs> they will work with their hands that side. That, that is very true. Yeah. And, and you know, I've actually seen this happen in corporations like I've worked mostly, or actually only, with international brands. Mm. And in the companies, you would find that, okay, we let's just say now we're a global office, we're a global team, we're all supposed to be communicating in English because that's that's a prerequisite. Sure. But um, I'll give you an example. At the previous broker, it was a Jordanian-based broker, and they speak predominantly Arabic. Mm. And we would have meetings with certain departments where we would have an intermediary in there as part of the meeting who would actually be translating back and forward. And at the end of the day, they didn't look down upon the people that couldn't, you know, liaise in anything but Arabic. They just said, okay, cool, you've got the skill to do this here. Mm. I will just translate it for you. And I think that's what us as South Africans or as the South African economy need to focus on. We need to focus on the skill. We need to worry about uh, educating them on English because English can always be learned. But a skill is much harder to adapt to than learning English. If the person has the skill and you say, okay, you've got the skill, but let's take you through some English lessons. That's Mm. it. That's it. Simple as that. Like now I'm going on that side. I have to learn Arabic. I know not one word of Arabic, mind you. But Habibi, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't be out here. Habibi, give me money. Habibi, show me the money. money. <laughs> you know, it, it, it can't be that kind of situation. Yeah. But they looked at the skill, and now they're saying, now that you have the skill, we, mm. we want the skill. Develop yourself in this avenue. Yeah. There's, um, you know, Arabic courses that you can take to start learning how to converse. But it's not a deal breaker, and I think that. We as South Africans and South African corporations need to understand that English should not be the, you know, deal breaker when trying to do business, especially when it has to do with things that um, like hard labor, for instance, because, you know, I can understand if you're in uh, corporate and you need to be client facing, maybe that's where we can say, okay, that's the exception. But I'm talking about like hard labor skills. 
at the end of the day, your English is not detrimental to what you can actually produce. Yeah. So I think it's something that we really need to maybe start shaping. And I think maybe the new generation, as we start to take on more senior roles and as we start to develop and grow in corporations, hopefully we adapt that mentality and yeah. we adapt that sort of mindset when hiring people moving forward. Because I know like now that I'm hiring myself and I've learned the, how man uh, managers have to hire people, what's the criteria? I don't look at all of these things that need to be on a piece of paper. I'm like, come and show me, come and sell to me mm. so that I know you can sell to people. And that's exactly what matters at the end of the day. So I hope that companies start to adapt that sort of mentality because then that's how you find value people that will contribute to your company at the end of the day. Yeah. Now we in. You inspire me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm truly inspired by like uh, you, you, and you, and you had a ring. Are you spitting here? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she, she yeah, does. No, no, she's spitting for real, for real. So. Yo, I don't even know where to go now because you were just like, yeah, yeah, guys, no, yeah. sorry, it's been, it's been, it's been about everywhere, but it, you know, no, I feel it's, it's, it's just like you're, you're speaking so much, saying so many things. It's just like, no, the platform is yours, don't worry, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yo, ah, you threw me off. <laughs> Do you have a question there, by the way? Do you have a question for no, I, I think, I think it's just a matter of like, right, I'm trying to extract as much as. I can right now because like you said, when I was growing up, uh, I had this thing uh, essentially that uh, as this was around grade 11, 10, 11. So when I'd meet someone that can uh, kind of like uh, inspired me or intrigued me, like somebody who's older and everything, I'd literally ask, "Hey, look, can we can we please have a cup of coffee?" Because uh, and I'd be direct because I'd, I'd like to pick your brain yeah. and just like sit down with a notepad and pen and just start writing and stuff like that. That is, sure. that, is that is essentially how I got into this whole like top trader essay thing because I wanted to sit down with people and pick their brains. So you understand right now when you're sitting with someone right mm -hmm. now and they've got value valuable information, mm -hmm. you don't want that person to walk away without having you know understanding that hey mm -hmm. look yeah. that person has some value because right now there are a whole lot of people who are watching right now and I know yo up to this point right here I'm like moved a whole lot and like I, I'm it's not just it's I, I, I get it you move into Dubai yeah it's a big thing we don't look down on that but it's not just about that it's yeah. about the journey as well how you got there and essentially I want somebody to look at you Nareen and be like yo I Nareen yo I want to be where Nareen is right now you know and uh, we're gonna give you guys the what do you call this? The blueprint. The blueprint, yeah. The blueprint yeah. of how... But obviously, it won't go exactly down yeah. to the T. But like I think, essentially, you spoke about networking. And I think right now, uh, a lot of pe people, you need to realize that networking is powerful. And I know that you have built your business on the... Basis. Basis of networking. Yep. Yeah. So let's just go... I know you touched on it, but I just want you just to dive to into... To dive a bit yeah. more into it. Okay, so... Let's go back to 2018, right? So back in 2018, I started up my own company with my brother called Eccentric Forex. And basically Eccentric Forex used to render um, services to the public uh, when it came to courses, signals, you know, the, the typical uh, service provider at that point. And then I came across an angel, an absolute angel, and his name is Stefan. So he was an affiliate manager at BD Swiss. And this man has taught me a lot with us to what I know currently. So 
Stefan says, look, you're based in an area where you're one of the only female traders that we actually see on social media. Okay. Utilize it. Engage with people and try and get them to use our service. And basically from there, that's how you can expand your income stream. So I didn't quite understand it at that point. I'm like, what is this guy saying now? Like I knew about directing traffic from retail traders to brokerages, mm. right? I mean, we all know that. Sign up using my link below, <laughs> you know, swipe up for fastest withdrawals, you know, that kind yeah. of vibe. But that's all we knew at that point. And he was like, no, engage with other traders engage with you know other fund managers look at networking with these people so gradually i went on instagram i started to find you know the boys on social media i'm like okay let's let's hit it up uh, it was very tough because um I, gents in this industry, <laughs> gents in this industry it would be like uh i'd meet up with you if it's a date and i'm like uh well you know it's that kind of chat all the time and i and i feel like that was one of my biggest challenges being a woman in this industry where men wouldn't necessarily necessarily take me seriously okay. and um at first and, and i kid you not this is something that has happened so often where they wouldn't actually take it seriously they would just be like oh okay you want to go out and i would have times where i would go for meetings and these meetings where every time i bring up work they didn't ever want to chat about work and come to find years later they're now knocking on my door for deals talk about capitalists <laughs> an, an african giant right here yeah, yeah. Hey. Sure. no yeah. But, but but i mean like yeah. Im imagine that's mm. you didn't take me seriously because i came to you as an ib mm -hmm. but now when roles are reversed you want to now that same time that we could have built something at sure. that point you know, you, you took it for granted, you wasted it, you didn't take me seriously. It, for, for them, it was just, oh, it's just another woman. Yeah, sure. But now it's, oh, okay, uh, what deal can you do now. for me now? Yeah. Well, well, how can we work together now? But at this point, um, I had learned, okay, people who take you seriously are the people that are actually hungry to work with. And I would rather work with someone who has... 100 followers than someone who has 100,000 followers. Okay. More, purely because the person with the 100 followers has more hunger, has more drive, and they're actually willing to do the work. Sure. Whereas other people are just like, just give it to me. I, I deserve it. I feel like a lot of traders in this industry, and you know, come at me if you want to, but a lot of them are entitled. Mm, just mm, entitled. They mm. feel like they come on into the space and because they know that there's such a high demand for IBs, it, they walk into brokerage offices and they're like, buy us a car if you want us to promote your broker. <laughs> what? <laughs> do we look like Santa to be out Does it ever get to that point? What do you mean? It's, no, it's I know been it doesn't happening. just want to start a conversation. <laughs> it's been happening. It's been happening. Yeah. Um, or wreck my car. Yeah, wrap my car, I will or, or, uh, give me a fuel card and I will, you know, have your branding on my car. You know, it's, it's, certain things are okay, but certain things are not. And I feel like that entitlement is, is where the whole concept of networking starts. You need to network with people that are open to sharing mm -hmm. and that are open to doing business with you, regardless of, you know, cl a classification. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I mean, if, if I look at it from my perspective, Stefan was willing to network with me. He is Serbian. He's a Serbian man who is a multimillionaire, but was able to still connect with someone who is a little pequenini in the South African market and say, I can invest my time in helping you 
mold yourself and grow in the industry. And I think that's the kind of people that we actually need to have in our circles, that we actually need to work with, to network with, to teach us. And even in something as simple as conversation, sometimes you might pick up crucial points that can change your life drastically just by having conversations with people. You know, networking doesn't just go to the point of what can you do for me and what can I do for you? It's also learning. I mean, mm. I've networked with people in many different industries and I always say this to people, like my friend group, my immediate friend group, nobody's a trader, nobody knows this industry. They're all in different industries, but the stuff that we learn and extract from one another is so crucial. And I think go out, network, talk to people. If you see someone that inspires you, like Ngobile said, sit down with them. Even if, it, if they're willing to give you five minutes, Take that five minutes. You don't know what you might learn in that five minutes. Yeah. And that's basically how you leverage of using your network. And at the end of the day, you might remember, what is the concept of business? Business is connecting the dots. Sure. So there's dots everywhere. And how do you formulate a business? By saying, I can actually connect one and two together. I mean, you might not know it just yet, but as things start to unfold, you can say, I can connect this with this. And mm. that's how you formulate businesses and successful businesses. Yeah. That, uh, to add onto that so you know never ever say no to a meeting that's one thing that i firmly stand by okay. i don't ever say no to a meeting that's whether it be powerful. someone in this industry or out of this industry even if they're asking me or even if i can only give 10 minutes of my time i will still take the meeting because mm. i know that there's something valuable that can either be learned or there's something valuable that i could do with that individual at a later stage mm. people are your bag at the end of the day. Mm. And wow. I think it's powerful. I think that's what everybody doesn't understand. You know, far too often that whole classification thing comes in. It's like, oh no, I only want to rub shoulders with people who are in the top one percent. That's not how imagine you're in God they knows what even, percent. They and don't want to roll with you. And then you, you <laughs> only want to rub shoulders with people who are in the top one percent. That's yeah. that's not how it goes. Yeah. There's no such thing as tossing people. The yeah, moment sure. you just look at someone as an individual and as an individual and you have that humbleness to you, mm. people will like immediately gravitate towards you and good people will gravitate yes, towards you because you, you attract what you put out. Yeah, if yeah, you're a good yeah, person, yeah, you attract good people. So yeah, and true. then that's how the whole flow starts. And that's how you eventually think, okay, like Mobile and I thinking about this whole segment. If I had said no to his podcast three years ago, I don't think we would be here right now. Yeah. But yeah. stemming from that, only three years later, are we thinking about a segment that we could do to empower people? Mm. It didn't yeah, come about sure. then, but now this this idea to empower and to inspire people came about much, much later. Yeah, so sure. I think we should use that as, as a key point and as a key principle to always remain humble and to always, always, you know, look at people as equals and as individuals and listen to what people have to say. Don't only just speak, listen. Because, you know, in this industry also, we have people who have gigantic egos mm. and they're never willing to listen. And I kid you not, sometimes if you just step back and listen to what the next person has to say, yeah, sure. you might never know how they could help you grow your brand or develop your brand. Yeah, but in this industry, when, you, when you're more about listening, and not talking, they say you don't have energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing about our industry. Yeah. But you know what I'm liking from this is humble beginnings, man. I'm just mm. thinking of um, what you were saying yesterday. You started with the with the phone. Yeah. 
um, shooting with the phone. And look at where we are today, man. Just because of you are obedient to what you have. Guys, always use what you have. Yes. Stop this thing 100%. of, I need to get 10,000 rand in my account, then I will start the business. Yeah. Work with what you have and the power of networking as well. I mean... If you look at it this way, even conduction is very important. How mm. you conduct yourself when you don't have anything determines how people are going to see you when you have something. Yeah. Oh. Because some people don't want to be associated with a bad publicity. Mm. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, you've got so much potential, you've got a good following, but the way you conduct yourself, we don't want our brand to be associated <laughs> with such kind. You know, so we ruin we ruin our future with and not only on the employment space, because like what you're saying is even for business, right? You're building a brand and one day you want to get a multi-million dollar deal and you are bidding against people that conduct themselves in a professional level. And they're like, look, we are part of the three, but we are considering these two simply because, okay, you've got the qualification is on the same level, the following is on the same level, but this contract, can, we can only give it to these other two guys because of, you have a scandal that you did in 2018, you were mm. climbing on top of tables <laughs> somewhere in, 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 in Pretoria. I'll, I'll mention Pretoria. <laughs> it's you with the Pretoria now. Eh? No, yeah, because like, I don't know, guys, please stop dissing Pretorian traders. You know, every bad thing comes from Pretoria. Can't, why? Why? Have you, have you, have you, have you experienced the, the same vibe? I, no. I, I, I hear the bad vibes from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but Pretoria is, is but, the yeah, so apparently, yeah, Pretoria Guys, please stop worst. this thing. Uh, from now on, I'm, I'm a professional trader. I'm a professional businessman. No jokes. Because I'm coming from Pretoria. <laughs> so, MJ, to add on a couple of things that you yeah. said, I, I love the fact that you're saying start with what you have. Yeah. And one saying that I've gone by my entire life from the time I was in school uh, is to never let your circumstances shackle you. Yeah. Sure, And sure. you see, I'm someone who comes from a school that was built for disadvantaged girls, girls who come from impoverished backgrounds. Yeah. I mean, I went to the Oprah Winfrey School and that's, that's basically what they teach you your whole life. Never let your circumstances shackle you. So I think sure. what you're saying is so pivotal to the success that one may carry. Start with what you have now. If you just have a phone, utilize that phone in yeah. some way. Yeah. If you just have, you know, um, let's just say an old laptop, yeah. use that old laptop. It's, it's still something that you have that can be used. So I think that's very, very powerful. And another thing that you said is, you know, conduct yourself well. So I always say, treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. Treat it like a hobby, it'll pay you like a hobby. Mm. So mm. that is also very, very important. And I think far too often, why traders are not also seen seriously in this region is because of the way that they conduct themselves. You yeah. know, you, you invite them to a gala dinner and they're busy rocking up in sweatpants. You know, you know that, that, that's also another thing. Like, we get it. You're making money. Fine. No one's going to tell you how to dress, but conduct yourself professionally. Oh, we think you, we, you're making money. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there, but like... No, but that's the truth. <laughs> Some of the people that you think have money... I can tell you that they don't I, have money. We know this because no. we are in the industry and some of the e-wallets that we are being asked, you're like, hey, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's big facts. Like, I've, yeah. I've also been very shook by this industry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the realist chat right here is that a lot of your mentors aren't actually people who can trade. They just know how to market. Yeah. Period. Market masters. <laughs> So essentially, you are you are you are just paying someone who's a good marketer. Yeah, yeah sure. But when you go, 
you because because that's also something that i've seen happen because we are so uninformed and uneducated as a society we you know we fall victim to to these people that boast a particular lifestyle to us mm. and it's because we don't know any better yeah. but i kid you not you can actually find a guy with 300 followers on instagram that will give you a quality course but you don't want to pay him 3000 rand but you can go and pay someone with 500 followers i mean 500,000 followers on instagram 10k for a course i feel good right now <laughs> you, you know because my following is not that but but i kid you not if yeah. i had to go through your course yeah, i will sure. tell you that i will see substance in there versus yeah. your famous gurus yeah. you yeah. know you will yeah. actually give the people not just the 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 course in itself service far too often these people in this industry like i said that ego it's Oh, I don't need to sit with you for three hours. It's not what you paid for. You know, you yeah, know, we we yeah, have these chats yeah, so much yeah, where yeah. that's actually why the name and the reputation is going down because the service and the after service of the actual product is not of good quality. Yeah, you know, you have people, uh, you know, paying people for classes and for mentorship, and they receive nothing at the end of the day. Mm. No form of guidance. It's they throw you in a group and what you do, you do. What you don't do, ah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, a different story yeah. if that has that is no longer your primary source of income. Like if let's just say you've moved away from that business and you don't offer that service anymore, mm. I can understand that group being inactive then. But if it's still your primary way of driving traffic or you know uh, you know growing your business is getting clients to sign up for your course and everything, guys, fulfill your service needs. Yeah, people are paying for it. Simple, simple as that. Because other than that, you're a scamster. Yeah, for, yeah. That, that 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 that's exactly what it is. So. That's that's the very big challenge. I know I've been saying this on Instagram, so people have been coming at me <laughs> where I'm like, you know, your 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 famous gurus, they they don't know how to trade. And I think also being internal to a brokerage, mm. you know, I've seen you see, you see I've the seen things. I've seen <laughs> You're things like, really <laughs> where, you know, um I would know certain people that I've worked with and I would see them blow their account and then five minutes later they're posting on Instagram blue screens only and I'm like, ah. where did you get the blue? I'm like, ah. <laughs> where, where, where did you fish the blue now? I'm like, yeah. I just saw you blow your account. Now, now, yeah, live oh. in front of me. But now we are posting blue screens. So guys, you know, yeah, sure. My, my emphasis is to be very, very cautious. If you're looking for people to educate you in the industry, do due diligence. Yeah. Don't yeah. go for the people that are just, you know, constantly promoting lifestyle because you are funding their bottle popping at yeah. uh, Rockets yeah. on a Sunday or Saturday or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, or, yeah, or I don't know that place, but yeah. what he said. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's in Pretoria. It's where it's at. Ish, ish, ish. By the way, when, when, am I, when are we moving to Jobek, Bishop? <laughs> <laughs> okay so basically it, it, in short you're basically saying look for people that are legit that will give you quality and the, yeah. the, the, the wonderful thing that we're seeing now with brokerages is that they are hiring professional analysts to help lead educational departments in brokerages so mm. they will help educate you so don't just be hasty to go and pay for a course here on the side use what you have like we said 
yeah. every trader is different as well and and what i've also seen having been someone who has offered services in the past yeah. just because i was successful using a particular method it doesn't mean that you're going to be successful yeah, of using yeah, it as sure, well because sure. no two traders are the same yeah you yeah. need to now take the information that you have develop it to what can actually be used for you because yeah. i might be okay with holding a trade in a negative really might enter it the moment he sees a negative it's like panicking it's like but he's yeah. like red screens red yeah. screens and you know, no two traders are the same because mm. at the end of the day, what's the fundamental point of trading? Yeah. Mindset, sure. psychology. And you can't say that our psychological levels are the same. They no, know we're the same. No two people can be inclined on that level. So always take the information that's provided to you. And there's so much of free education, guys, yeah. with yeah. brokerages, on the internet, um, on videos. Yeah, I mean, look. Can I take time to plug <laughs> the sponsor? Can I take time? <laughs> no, but essentially, uh, so XM has a whole course, free course, in-person course here where we're at right now, every day, three o'clock, and it's free. All you need is an XM account. Legit, it takes nothing away from you. Mm. And the course is quality. And like you're saying, that the XM, right, is paying whatever amount they're paying because they understand that their clients need to keep trading. In order for them to, to make, make money. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah, essentially, because it, it's pointless having somebody trade for 10 days and then they're done for. Somebody who's trading for five years, that's the that's kind of person it, yeah. you want to invest in. Yeah, yeah. That's where their money is. I mean, being internal to a broker i can in, i like i yeah. can genuinely attest to that they look for longevity with their clients so guys don't also think that brokerages are just giving you information that's going to make you lose money no quality quite emphasis on quality yeah yeah brokerages no. will give you quality education because what is their primal way of making money how does a broker make money i think that's the biggest chat they make money off trading volume when you're trading they're making money sure i mean only if you're being you know with certain brokerages that are trying to ninja you that's the only way you're gonna actually you can name it I, I know hey, you know what you're going to Dubai come on <laughs> they won't get hold of you it's not even like I'm scared I, I would name drop but the thing is I feel like it's, it's not my place to yeah, because people yeah. should actually yeah. be woke enough to know the brokerages that are yeah. scamming you at yeah. the end of the day yeah. and, and that's crazy you go ahead, you, you'll continue basically like we're going to talk about the type of books yeah we, i mean we've spoken about a book b book mm. and the other one we've kind of always kind of spoken about it but now it has an official term to it but like yeah continue yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, yeah yes. i'll touch i'll sure. touch on it in a bit but you see, when it comes to these brokerages that you need to also look at, the quality brokerages are the bro brokerages that are not going to pay you a thousand rand per lot, guys. Yeah, sure. You know, because then you're asking for a spread that, that, that that's this big. Mm. What, mm. Is, what is that ultimately doing to your client? As an, from an IB perspective as well, it's killing your clients. From a retail perspective, it's killing your account leverage. It's killing your account balance. Trying to trade accounts, uh, or trying to trade with brokers that offer you x amount of spread yeah. you know so guys it's very very important and crucial that you you find brokerages and that you find mentors that are of good quality and like i'm saying certain brokerages will pay a renowned financial analysts to give you information and to give you education because they know the more educated you are and the more informed you are as a retail client the more money they will make in the long run by you trading with them and each broker what do they strive for at the end of the day having sustainable relationships with their clients yeah that is how they want to conduct business because 
retention is so important for brokerages at the end of the day. So they want to give you the best possible service. So it always stems down to saying, if this broker, because I know I've heard it all the time from people and I, and I ask them, who do you like, where did you go to learn how to trade? And they're always saying this mentor, that mentor. And I'm like, but why don't you look at brokerage um, education to help you, just to help you start? And they're like, no, why would a broker tell me how to trade? Because they just want to steal my money. <laughs> Guys, that's not what a brokerage does. Essentially, a brokerage is just supposed to be a, uh, the, the intermediary that enables you to access the market. Yes, they make money when you're trading because they're giving you the platform. But a correct brokerage is not going to try and manipulate the market. It's not going to trade against you. It's not going to have ridiculous slippage. It's not going to have ridiculous commission levels. I mean, there are some brokerages that even like work with um, certain securities, like the current broker that I'm, I'm at. They enable you to buy stocks live. It's not a trading of a stock. It's buying stocks. So, you know... As like holding a share? Yeah, holding a share. Yeah, that's that's what we enable. It's it's wow. it's stepping away from. I mean, we're giving them both the traditional yeah, way yeah, of sure. investing as well as alternate investments, which is your trade, your your CFD trading, your industry trading. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's why I'm saying quality brokers will always offer this to you and utilize it, leverage off it. Some of them have live trading, live education. Go for it if you have the time. Go for that course. Take five different courses if you have to and draw out the information that stands with you or sticks with you that Mm. you might think is going to be crucial for you to becoming successful. Then we're moving on now to that chat of how do brokerages profile you? You know, we have brokerages that will now list you high risk, low risk, medium risk. And that's basically how they facilitate the books afterwards. They say, okay, High risk, you're going to A book. We can't afford you in B book, you know. And then most brokerages run with, you know, the C book profiling, which is oh, hybrid. Which is the hybrid model. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's a hybrid between A book and B book. Yeah. And what they basically do is they monitor. I mean, every broker has a risk department sure. or a dealing department. And yeah. the dealing department is basically uh, liable for navigating your. Um, trading patterns, your trading behavior. And mm. from that, that's how they actually divide you into books. So let me tell you something. A lot of these brokerages that you see that are, uh, you know, are for the African people, made by African people, yeah. they are actually the ones robbing you. Like they are doing this to the point where they will partner up with particular IBs, make you grow your account mm. on an A book, and then once you've grown your account, they'll be book you and they'll make your, the IB send out a losing signal. So Would you say that is that a scam or it's a broker manipulation? It's, it's a bit of both. Okay. Because I believe that when you are navigating traffic flow, yeah. you're not supposed to be working with a middle person to liaise particular information to the public which yeah. is what they're doing. They're using their IBs as the middleman yeah. to say, okay, I'll, like, let me give you an example. Where's, we'll, we'll partner up with an IB. This IB will navigate uh, about a thousand people in traffic towards us, right? Mm. We'll take them, let's say they all start with a thousand rand as funding. We'll grow their accounts, grow their accounts, grow their accounts. We'll send out winning signals. So we'll tell you what the market is doing because that's what they can do. Because we'll they know. They know. I mean, they know. We'll tell you where the market is going. Now we're going deep. Eh? Yeah. No, now but this chat, this chat needs to be hollered, guys, because I yeah, feel like sure. so many people don't know it. And this is why they, you know, they fall victim to it. And 
that's that's how a lot of these people are actually making money because they cut PL deals with brokerages and they say, okay, cool, let's grow your 1,000 Rand account. And you will see them do my ring. 1,000 Rand is growing now to 10K. Once they reach, all of them reach a decent enough account size, they then say, okay, IB, send out a losing signal now. And they mm. go against the direction. Because what's happening to people that don't really know how to trade? As their account is growing, they are obviously over leveraging more and more mm. they are sure, entering sure, more positions sure. mm. so because they know now i have 10k i'm not going to use 0.01 anymore i'm going to yeah. use 0.05 yeah on on my trade so, true. so it's going to be easy for them to blow it then they blow it at the end of the day after being so excited for the whole week making money making money and then yeah. duh, they get hit and it's actually yeah. people who are manipulating the brokerage uh, well, the broker that's actually manipulating the people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. be very work about what you're doing, how you're doing it, because there there has been a lot of shocks in the industry that has come to, you know, tear people off their money. And I, I feel like personally, and this is the reason why I mostly work with renowned brokers that are multi-regulated purely because uh, they, they cannot do these sort of things. It, it, because oh, you are okay. regulated by so many entities yeah. that you will never get away with doing something like this. Yeah. Make sure that the broker that you're using is not just regulated by one entity because oh, that's where yeah. you are going to yeah. feel it. Yeah. Especially if it's just one, like guys, make sure your broker is multi-regulated. Sure. Because if they are multi-regulated, running for a long period of time, you're going to be fine. Mm. And you know, another chat that I need to bring about people will be so hasty to use a broker that they hear that's new in the region but has been standing for a long time, but they'll be ever so ready to jump into a new local broker that comes about yeah. that only has one regulation, but you, don't, but, you, but you think twice when a broker that's been standing for 16 years comes into the country, mm. but a broker that just starts up here that's only FSCA regulated, you're like, yeah, it's fine, my money's safer there. Because it's got a South African because name or African like, name. Like, guys, I know yeah. we want to support South African business and we, and we want to su- support, uh, you know, our brothers and sisters in the region. But be woke about it because these are the same ones that are robbing you yeah. at the end of sure. the day. It's time for the standard to actually increase now, for, especially yeah. for the local entities yeah. to start reaching out abroad now and not just... You know, milk everyone here at home. FCA only. Yeah. only. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. yeah. I think, but man- manipulation is everywhere. Yeah, no, 100%. Do, are you aware that most of these banks that we have here in South Africa that we mostly trust were rigging the rent in 2018? They're always doing it. <laughs> they caught them. They caught them. Yeah. And they're still, they're still going through the commission now. The rent to be where it is. You know, I hear people say, Ramaphosa. Ramaphosa is the reason why the rent is where it is. Guys, the man has so little influence yeah, but thing to is, what you see He here. is the president of the country. In as much as, you know, it's somebody needs someone to blame. Exactly. <laughs> and he's, he's a good escape good, you know. Yeah. But, but manipulation, guys, is everywhere. I, I think what you're basically talking about that, okay, they, they, they will tell you that grow their accounts. And they know at the later state they will take an opposite. Um, when they be booking you. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same as banks and, and even, even managers. They do the same. Um, I think it's called spoofing. Okay. Right? So what they're basically doing is that they're putting pending orders on certain price tags. So they know that at this price we are having buying 
uh, limits there. Mm. So that the whole entire population, they say, okay, fine, we've got HSBC, we've got that, we've got this, we've got this. They are going to buying maybe Nasdaq at this particular price. And by the time the, the price reaches that, they take the, the opposite direction because they've got now liquidity. Yeah. yeah. That's how they make their money. So you'll be thinking that, oh, um, uh, I don't want to say the, the, the slogan because you know which bank I'm talking about. <laughs> you know? but, but most of this, this corporate giants that you see, like, I'd rather take my, my money to the bank. You know? And I like what you say. You saw this from the inside. Mm. Um, myself working for a bank, I've seen a lot of things that I don't even want to talk about it here because <laughs> I'm not going to finish. You know? And they, they, they've got so much power, even stocks. This these banks they, they they trade against even even big names. Mm. They 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 have another one. They call it front running. So what they basically do is that they leverage against the information they have against the company. So they know that okay, for an example, um, this company is about to go down because there's something negative that is coming in the next two days. They dump the stock same time. Mm. All you see is like... But that's insider trading. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? So, but you, we think, yeah, ah, but it's just trading. It's just today, today this, this, this stock is dumping because of uh, there's a hurricane somewhere or it's raining <laughs> in Malaysia. You know? So there's a lot that happens on the inside. And what we see is not what it is. Yeah. Education is so much important, guys. Yeah. Get as much education as possible to learn about these things because some of the people are not going to tell you about this that's why we yep. have industry chat you need to have people like you to come over and educate people about such kind of uh, corporate um corporate sabotage is it scamming or is it uh, sabotage because according to the oxford dictionary um, it says that scamming is the a clever way of being dishonest Mm. to clientele and making money over it mm. right so i don't know if we should say scam is not illegal <laughs> should uh, we say that no but like <laughs> well, well yeah 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 sure like think, yeah because but, uh, think of think of it this way right i'm selling you a car mm. right and i know for a fact that this car has problems okay and i'm like this is what you see and i'm selling it to you the way it is Right, what you see, I'm selling it as is. Okay, and but you've disclosed that I'm selling it to you as is with these faults. Yes, right. Okay, but 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 you don't know it has faults, or you know, but you wouldn't disclose that it has faults. You understand? I'm giving you this car, but I know that the re radiator might be broken, but I'm not gonna tell you that it's broken the way you see it. So it's for you to check if the radiator has a problem or whatnot. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know you're being dishonest about it. And you know that T's and C's apply. You're not going to come and say, um, right? I mean, technically, it's still a breach of a, like an act, the Consumer sure. Protection yes. Act. Yeah, so, yeah. like, Protection Act. So, I mean, it, it, it comes down to, as much as it's a, it's a clever way of going about things, it's yeah. still dishonesty. And it's, it's a breach of some form of act or law yeah. or principle. So, I mean, technically, a breach of a law is still illegal. Yeah, sure, sure, so, sure. I but mean, how many people get away with it? Especially uh, ample, corporate, 
Apple company. But you see, that, of level that's, of that's why it's, it's not really perceived as a way of, of scamming. It's just like we say it in, it, in, in its self-explanatory word, manipulation. And, yeah, that's, exactly, and that's what they do. Exactly, and because yeah. everybody signs that waiver at the end when signing up that trading account, <laughs> our guys, read your T's and C's, please, please, <laughs> But they please, make please. them wrong. You know? <laughs> they, they, oh, but people want to trade. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's too long. That I, I, my account now. I and make it in Zulu. Because the, the signal, the signal is coming. <laughs> the I get you signal, yeah. <laughs> no, but 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 here's here's the thing, guys. As much as the T's and C's are long, read it because that's the only way you know that you, what you're actually getting into. You'd rather take that time, read that T's and C's, and make sure that your money is safe. Yeah. I mean, there's brokerages now that that are even coming up with a civil protection on your funds that are being traded. Okay. So mm. it's a, it's an insurance that the brokerage takes out for capital amounting to a certain amount. Mm, sure. So there are brokers that are willing to protect your money. You mm. just need to look for them. Don't yeah. just say, yeah, accept, <laughs> accept all T's and C's. I know, I know. You sign up that account in two minutes. Yeah. That's how I know people don't read the T's and C's. <laughs> but please read your T's and C's. Read up on anything that you are willing to put your money into. I think... We are very hasty as mm. people in the decisions that we make. Yeah. And far too often, we just want to get it over and done with. Yeah. Let's not be lazy, guys. We have eyes. We have a mind. Let's read. Yeah, Let's sure, know what sure. we're getting into because you'd rather take 20 minutes to read a TNC than waste 3,000 rand and find out later on that your money was never safe in so that particular true. space. Yeah. So you know, at the end of the day, that 20 minutes saves you that three grand. Yeah. But I think we also play play a role as mentors, yeah. Um, to to try by all means to educate. You know, maybe when you're having a, a beginner trade and they're opening an account, maybe sometimes have like five minutes, twenty minutes, as you're saying, to go through that. Maybe with them. Oh, they don't even do a mentor. Where have you seen mentors that sit with you? Yeah, 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 but it's a suggestion, guys. At the end of the day, yeah, I think you should do it. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm actually, guys. By the way, on the 30th of July, I yes. forgot to mention this, oh, guys. Yes. On the 30th of July, we're gonna be having a, a free program about inside the mind of a trader. So on that day, we are not teaching you candlesticks. No introduction. No introduction to forex trading, which basically looking for people that have been trading. You don't find the edge. You're not profitable. And you're going through a lot as a trader. So we're just going to break down the mind. What What is basically inside of you and how you can overcome that and start being profitable. Guys, the 30th of July. And we will tell you the date. I mean, oh. not the, the venue. Because... Um, yeah. It, it, yes, um, so far we have the XM Educational Center, and guys, the space is limited. I'm looking at it right now, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you see, you lose. Guys, it's going to be free. Take advantage of this yeah. because I'm going to be use, utilizing my 10 years of a trading experience, and I'm going to be giving you for free. I'm yeah. doing this for you. For you. For you at for the end the of the day. Guys, video yeah. call me, ne? <laughs> yes, no, definitely. Yes. But you call me on oh, that day. So you won't be here, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. like uh, we're looking at my relocation taking place in the next three weeks. Mm. Oh, so, yeah, and yeah. we are like a month away. And guys, please know that Nobilo will be here. He might not be saying anything, but he will be there. Guys, I know you love him so much. <laughs> and some of you are just going to come just to see him. So, yeah, the 30th of July. I'm excited, man. I think yeah. it's going to be amazing. Please yeah. call me, guys. I'm being serious. I, 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 I want to sit in on that. Uh, and I think... Yeah. I think yeah. There's so many witnesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah, sure. Please, please sure. do remind me. Because, no. like I said, 
psychology is something that I preach about a lot in this yeah, industry, sure. and 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 I would really love to hear it from someone else's perspective. So I would be yeah. more than happy to actually sit in and and yeah. hear your thoughts and hear your knowledge as well. So yeah. please look me in, look me in, guys, on, on that. Yeah. So Jude, yeah. Dubai will be tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be sitting here in the corner money. there. Time is money, and Nareen's time is expensive. Guys. <laughs> Nareen's time is expensive because it's not paid in rent. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I own in dirhams now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nareen, thank you so much. Uh, yo, we didn't get through everything that we wanted to talk about. I'll know. be back, guys. I'll be no, back. No, but okay, we we need to finish off this conversation in another country. All I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, all you're sure, saying. Sure, I'm not sure, saying. Sure, all I'm saying is, Habibi, <laughs> come to Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> No, but thank you so much for making time, and uh, I'm excited for for you. I'm really excited for you. Like, thank you, brother. You know, to be able to rub shoulders with Nareen, because hey, Joe, if you know who Nareen rubs shoulders with, mm, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, like, that's yeah, enough. I, that's enough. So I'm yeah. honored to be rubbing shoulders with Nareen right now. Uh, same here. Same yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, but thank you so much, Nareen, for coming out. Thank too. you guys for yeah. having me. I mean, I, I love coming onto this channel, sharing, you know, my knowledge with people. I know some people don't like it. I see the comments sometimes <laughs> where they're like, I know. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, I feel like it's my way of giving back. It's my way of paying it forward. Yeah. Um, sometimes I see that it does help a lot of people. And even if there's 100 people who are hating against it, but there's one person who learned from it, exactly. I'm still happy because no one's, you know, you're never going to have 100 people support you at the end of the day. Yeah. Then something's wrong with you. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you only <laughs> have 100% yeah. of people following you all the time, then yeah, something is wrong and with you. And saying good things about you, yeah. then something is wrong. You, you, I, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, this is all about education. We are not here for... We appreciate uh, positive comments, but negative comments don't really get to us. Because it doesn't. It's all about the education at the end of the day. And uh, sometimes those comments, you, you are ruining, you know, some opportunity for other people. That's true. Maybe if you were not um, as positive as you were, you're like, I don't want to go to industry chats because people don't want me there. And look at the information that you gave today. Yeah. Somebody could have lost this because of your comments. So yeah, big mm. also shout out to you and big ups to you for not allowing external voices to be speaking to you. No, you know? if, I, if I allowed that, I wouldn't be here at this point. I would have left well the industry said. in 2018 after, <laughs> well after men said. told me that this is not an industry for women. Mm. So, mm. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to hear that this is an industry that's open for everyone. Yeah. And females that are listening out there, don't let people or men particularly look i'm not trying to make this a, a whole oh, sexist right. thing yeah. but um, but but don't let that stop you because i hear this so often when i engage with other females and i'm like but why don't you actually take the step and actually learn yeah. they're like but because it's so male dominant Remember, at the end of the day, every industry is meant for, for people, uh, for, for yeah. everyone, e equally. I mean, back in the day, you would never see a woman engineer, a female engineer. Now they are yeah. female engineers. Even so, bricklayers. Bri exactly. These days you're getting a woman bricklayer, Before, by the way. men couldn't be chefs. Now look at men. Some of the best chefs in the world are men. Mm, yeah. So don't let... Uh, an industry that's dominant by a particular gender stop you from doing something. If you are meant to go in and drain in that industry, you're going to go in and you're going to make it shake. So that's it. And you go make it shake in Dubai. Then. You know. Not that other shake. <laughs> Not that other shake. The one on the Hopefully yacht. I find a shake. But anyway. <laughs> No, uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, brother. Yeah, no, guys. Uh, 
yo, this was, yo, I, today I taught, today, yeah, no, yes. yeah, and we are no. going in, now we are within, inside, and we're doing it for the people, as we always say, for real, for real, we're doing it for you guys, thank you guys so much for watching, sitting down with Nareen, ready, right, here. with my co-host, MJ Givens Khasi, oh, it's the I, full name, <laughs> I, I, I need to find another name, <laughs> <laughs> and myself, yeah. we'll see industry players next week, thanks for watching, and thank we you so out. much.